Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today created Sarasota's original indie craft show as a way to support local artists, artisans that who were making handmade items that were quirky, eccentric, edgy. Uh, 16 years later, it's bigger, it's trendier, it's sweeter, it's edgier. Please welcome the leader of the Misfit Makers, Adrian Lucas. Adrian, what's going on? How are you doing today? I am so excited to be here and I love seeing your workroom. It's oh, beautiful. Thank you. I it's a it's a organized chaos is what I call it. So I definitely uh I definitely appreciate it, especially during the holiday as the holiday seasons come, you know how crazy it can get. So I definitely If you could see what's behind me, it, I see it, it is insane. <laughs> and the floor has fur all over it because oh. I'm remaking signs that really needed a facelift. So okay. I mean it's yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I know I get, this is a busy time for you and we'll, and we'll talk about why and everything like that um, for having a lunch break with me. Um, obviously, my usual question for everyone is, since we're having a lunch break, what's your go-to lunch sandwich? What do you usually uh, go to? <laughs> Whatever my husband is serving me with his special Italian peppers and um, they're nicknamed Rough Cut because my dad made a joke about how guy really just kind of chop 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 things up and they're never really like pre precise or pretty but they're yeah. so good and the oil is really good and my husband just makes a damn good sandwich he, so whatever my man is serving me i absolutely love that they um studies have shown that um that food tastes better when someone else makes it for you so that it's does, true i i totally i totally believe that so Tell people a little bit about, I obviously I talked about, you know, it's Atomic Holiday Bazaar, but tell people a little bit about how you came up with the idea to start this about 16 years ago, because it started in 2006. Tell people how that kind of, uh, how it all kind of came about. Um, I moved uh, to Sarasota from Los Angeles and I was, I had a handbag company and uh, I was uh, just not really thriving in Sarasota and I couldn't really find a good craft show for myself that was a fit. And um, at the time, the Austin Craft Mafia started in Austin, Texas. And so I went and did one of their shows. I didn't sell very much, but I had a hell of a time. And I got to meet a lot of my craft heroes, sheroes who started this, you know, indie thing. And um, I came back to Sarasota and uh, I said, I'm going to build it. I need to build my own craft show because I can't find one in Sarasota. And that's how it happened. I, I I think that's so great because, and I think when it comes to places, especially like Sarasota, like, you know, you, I, I would consider it as like sleepy town, retired folks. So it's fact, but it's definitely as someone who has been, been a part of the Atomic Holiday Bazaar, one of the things that I find most impressive, and we're definitely going to talk about this is the fact that how you kind of started, because obviously you started with the idea. And then when you started with the idea, can you tell a little bit like, there's a lot of things that go involved, get involved with the process of starting, of doing this. You know, there's a lot of things that you probably are like, I want to do this. And then you're like super excited. And then all of a sudden it's like legal, legal laws of like, these are the things that need to happen. So can you talk a little bit about like how that kind of came about when you first did the first one? Cause I know your first event, obviously you started smaller. I mean, still a good size event, 50, 50 vendors one day. But tell people yeah. a little bit about kind of like that kind of evolution of where you, how you kind of like dealt with that aspect of like, where am I going to do it at? How, wh what are the legal aspects of it that I need to do in order to do it? Cause that could be overwhelming. It can be. Um, I was really fortunate. Um, my first job was at Planned Parenthood and I worked a lot with the development team. That wasn't my specific area, but everybody pitched in and I learned a lot in the five years that I was there leading up to um, Atomic. With that, we um, did a lot of events at the Municipal Auditorium. And I had a girlfriend at the time who also worked in events and really high-end travel agent, depart, agent agency here. Um, so we actually worked together and I had a partner the first two years and she was instrumental in helping put things together that would have probably slipped my mind. She was way more precise about dotting the T's and or dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I always get that backwards. So um 
so that was really helpful. And then she uh, was building a family and crafting really wasn't her thing. So it was yeah. a, you know, it was a good, good break. We're still friends. She still comes to Atomic. Um, but as far as like figuring it out, we went everywhere. I mean, we went to a, a strip mall that we love in Golf Gay because we'd like to drink beer there. And we thought, oh, we could do it in the parking lot. Or, oh, and we looked all over Sarasota. And then it was just kind of like, well, duh. I love the municipal auditorium. I'm there all the time working. You know, why wouldn't I do it here? Yeah. So we that's how it ended up. And um, but we really did, you know, do our recon, you know, trying to yeah. find the right spot. So you just when, gotta keep, you know that yeah, it's going. always the thing, right? Keep going and looking for for it. Right. What so tell talk a little bit about because um one of the things that you've obviously it's evolved. Um, is the aspect that, you know, you've gone, it's grown to the point now. So like I mentioned, it was originally 50 vendors. Now I think you're up to like 180 vendors, two days. Um, yes. there's food involved. Um, talk a little bit about the, the aspect of and I don't want to go so far ahead. I want to talk a little bit still back behind, you know, kind of like the evolution of this and then how you kind of developed, how you kind of developed it. Like when you started it, um, what was, you know, one of the biggest things that I find most interesting about people who curate markets is trying to find the right people and trying to find what exactly you're looking for. Like your misfit makers, like how did you find or come across? Like, these are the folks that I want to have, um, in my, in my type of event. And because one of the things that, and I'm going to, we're going to get to as well is. One thing that I, I find very amazing is the fact that people pay to get in to shop. It's not like you're just like a regular. I do markets all the time, but you're one of the few markets that people pay to go in because they are coming in to buy, which is yes. what I love. So they do. They, let, they do come shop. Let's talk a little bit about that, um, about um, how that kind of evolves from finding the people and then, you know, and kind of and how you kind of what you kind of created to be like, these are what I consider a misfit, misfit maker that I want to have it at my events. Um. Well, it used to be, uh, it sounds so antiquated and romantic. It was my space. So it was a very small community. And um, I just started looking for cool people who were kind of posting strange things that they were making. And it was all the way up to Tampa and St. Pete and Clearwater. And I started inviting them to Atomic and they accepted my invitation. So that was great. Um, I sent a postcard to, well, I'm veering off, but I, I sent a postcard to the editor of Creative Loafing in Sarasota. And I said, uh, you know, you need to be a part of something that's going to happen. It's really cool. And, uh, you know, you just need to do a story on this because there's never been anything like this. And I managed to catch their interest. So they, they put us on the cover, which was instrumental um, for the first day. I mean, for the first year, then I started using, um, Oh, we even had an article up in uh, Gainesville, uh, the the sassy crafter um, who runs uh, Glam now, and she's actually even stayed with me years ago. She used to do our show, and she gave us press up all the way up in Gainesville. So, like, people were hungry for this, you know? Yeah. It was like we all were kind of craving something a little more us. Yeah. And so um, then the next year, uh, I believe Etsy started doing uh, Geo locating so that came in super handy because i was really wanting to grow the show and i was then right you know emailing them convoing via etsy um and so that's how i got more people and then it just kind of started getting really crazy organic so vendors were talking to other vendors and i think that they were happy with the way they were um you know their experience they were actually making some money and um I think for the most part, they were having fun, which is always really important to me. If yeah. if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So, you know, and so it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And honestly, now, I mean, I'm kind of ashamed to say I don't look for vendors anymore. I don't have to. Right. Um, and that really is great because, um, you know, it's it's time consuming. So, yeah. And seriously the talent is still great it um it's still fresh and it still changes and it's really interesting to see how my vendors from the very beginning who are still here have have changed i've watched them grow up you know i've watched their businesses grow up yeah. it's been i've been really lucky 
that way. No, I love that. What so a few things I kind of want to talk about before as we as we start going through the evolution of this. One is, did you so once you started doing atomic, did you still did you stop doing your your purses like crafting and creating, or did you yeah. do that as a way of like, hey, I can now sell my stuff while I'm also doing my event, which would be a smart way to go. Or okay. what did you? How did you kind of go about it? Did you or did you stop doing you know saying, hey, I'm just going to start doing more of this. No, I sold for the um, first three years. Um, and then I think I sold vintage um, because that's my other business. Um, and then the show just got too big and I just couldn't do it. And also my handbags just weren't fresh anymore. And to be honest, um, I couldn't compete with um, India or China. It was um, really impossible because my bags are generally pretty thickly beaded and embroidered. And um, I just couldn't, I, it just was, you know, I'm sure you know that defeating feeling where you're like, shit, this costs too much. But yeah. Um, so it just didn't quite work out that way. I'm still, I'm always making things. I mean, you'll yeah. have to come over to the house someday because I mean, there's just always something going on, but um, I, I really need to focus for this. For me, the joy of Atomic because I didn't really find my calling in life until much later in life. I, it really took a long time to grow up. And um, I love marketing. I love selling the shit out of Atomic and getting people through the door yeah. to shop. And that seeing my vendors make money and then also seeing the line who's paying admission because my time is valuable too. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate and I work hard for it and I really, um, I treasure my atomic weekend. It's, it's my tradition. Yeah, no, I think it's, it, and it, trust me, it, it is amazing. But, um, I, I had Thank a, you. I had a question since you, since you talked about making your purses and all that stuff. And I had read this and I never knew this and I, I needed to, I need to ask. Cause I was like, I'm just going to ask it. Um, I read, <laughs> did I read correctly that you used to design costumes for rock bands in LA? I did. Yeah, it's true. I was a total party girl in Los Angeles. Um, I moved there the day of high school commencement when I was 18, and I could have gone to college for free because my father was an art professor, but I just wanted to get out of Youngstown as quickly as I could. So I made um, my most famous things that I did were Elvis costumes for Greg Tortell of Dread Zeppelin. And um, so I did uh, a lot of Elvis costumes and one of them's on, I think their second album cover, which was really cool experience. Um, I made a vest for Slash. Wow. And then um, I was pretty much a groupie girl. And so I was always the, like, you know, the seamstress for the band. So um, I made a bunch of clothes for a lot of bands that you wouldn't know. Um, and then also I sold vintage privately. So I would, you know, uh, ship, I'd visit my family in Ohio and then I'd send stuff back Greyhound. And I had a lot of private clients that bought um, vintage and I sold on Melrose and yeah, but it was fun. And I, and I really, um, costuming is my, is truly my great love. And I wish that, I mean, I'm always building clothes for myself, but yeah. you know, I get anyway. I, lo I love that. No. And I think that's part of the creative process. That's one of the things that I love is the fact that you, how the, and, and it's kind of all, it all kind of blends. If you, it all makes sense then because of the aspect from the fact that you're like, I love creating things to then going like, well, I'm creating my bags to then going, Hey, I want to create, I want to create something that other people can do because I'm not seeing it either and seeing a need for it. And now you're creating, you've created this community uh, it is a community. Yeah. It, too, it really is. I mean, you get to hang out with, um, I think, some of the most, uh, for me, the most normal people on the planet. Um, we're all quirky, but um, I think we're mostly kind. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, we have to, you know, get a little, a little zippy. But I think we're a kind bunch. We're funny. Um and we are genuinely interested in like talking to our species. Yeah. You know, and um, that's a, that's something that is a, uh, I'm afraid uh, I don't want us to lose that. It's important. No, I totally, I totally agree with that. And uh, I will say that 
So I am one of those that heard from about Atomic through word of mouth. Um, and I was very fortunate that when I when I applied, I was uh, I was told by my friend uh, Kelly Brott from Brott's Beard Care. And he was like, dude, Who I love and to... I just listened to your podcast last night. Oh, really? He, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so he was one of my first very first guests. He was actually my guest before I even had a podcast. He was like, I want to test it out. I want you to be my guest. So like, I actually have interviewed him like twice. But he's my he's one of my great friends. And uh, one of, so he told me he's like, hey, he's like, you definitely need to come. He's like, I promise you. And let me tell you something. I will tell you that it was probably I had no idea what the heck Atomic was, but it freaking it was Atomic when I first sold the first time I ever sold at Atomic. I I remember my my wife and daughter came and uh -huh. I remember as soon as we were done, I think it was like a five o'clock. It finished. It was like uh we the, the event ended at five and it was I was it went by so fast because I sold so much that I remember <laughs> That I at the time I had sold at other places and I was like, oh, I should be more than enough. I ran out of everything. I ran out of bags. You did, I remember I, I had to go to like I had to like look for like I was looking for like a like a, a, a store to buy paper bags. I was buying I had to buy more pay. I had to do like buy more notes guest check notes and yeah. i remember just sitting in my hotel just like literally stamping and writing because i, I was so like so many vendors say that on saturday night yes you know they think they're gonna have a nice dinner and have yep. a drink down wine and no they are hustling and making more you know yep. getting it together for the next day yep. yep and it was it was an amazing uh absolutely amazing thing and then i pretty much after that became a disciple and i was like i'm telling everybody about this place uh, and you. the and the beauty of it is the fact that you how you've done it. I mean, you you pretty much sell out now. Like your application process usually is like what is usually what's your when does your application process? I usually, start? you know, I used to always turn it live tax day, April fifteenth, because that's when I always had money. Was yeah. when I got a tax return. So I figured, okay, I'm going to do it on April fifteenth because people are getting money. Um, now I'm turning it on even sooner just because so many people are applying and um, I like to just give myself a little more time to graze, but I mean, I could sell out pretty much within like a month yeah. and um, because there is that quality of applicants, um, but I do, I have been keeping it open just because, you know, I want to see some new things and, you know, you weren't, you're not going to be here this year's, which is very very sad and i'm sure kelly is having a yeah. very sad moment about that i can't i'm like who should i put him next to i don't know i will say like i'm that's one of the things i guess i'm going to be kind of curious of because you've seen an evolution of the like you mentioned before like your folks that started in the beginning to where they are now that have been doing it for the last 16 years with you can you talk a little bit about what do you think has been the recipe for a their success uh, or what have you noticed that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned something about how they've evolved. I'm always kind of curious on um, businesses, on how they can be able to obviously, you know, evolve and pivot. Um, one of them, obviously, that I find very interesting that I actually met at Atomic was um, Up All Night. She's yeah. been, a, that's where I, I got to meet her um, at Atomic. And I was always impressed because like the first time I met her, she was she was selling mostly headbands. Now she's kind of it's evolved. So I'm uh -huh. always kind of curious. What do you think has been the recipe for success? Um, change. For, you think so? Change. Yeah, I think change. But then um, I also think that, uh, yeah, you got to keep it fresh. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Um, people, Atomic fans um, are very dedicated people and they stay. Well, they will come every year. They You've, you've seen them line up. In the and even, ap even after the pandemic and moving to a new venue, I was really concerned about that. And the giant sign, I was like, oh, great, we got a digital sign. And uh, it was blown over from a hurricane. But um, people were camped out on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. just to get a tote bag. And those tote bags are so special because yeah. you guys all make them really special. And so... It was just awesome to see. And I mean, they're dedicated. They're as dedicated to my show as some of my vendors are, you know, so you have to keep it fresh for them. And then they, of course, have fan, you know, they're they're fans of 
certain certain makers too but you know i mean you gotta keep it fresh i mean like look at sarah lee i mean she was one of the first to do stitch a whimsy one of the first to do faux taxidermy one of the very first and i mean people were ripping her off left and right on etsy i mean it was there was some clear lifts and i mean and i'm pretty generous as far as like sharing uh, public domain stuff because I yeah. feel like you know trends kind of hit us and it's kind of organic that way. But she has—I've watched that girl, you know, literally grow up. Where you know I have Christmas ornaments that she made from like maybe the beginning that were, and they are delicious and darling because everything she makes is just so, you know, scrumptious. But I mean, she's really changed, and even with her taxidermy, like that too has changed. You know, like. Now she's really into mushrooms and she's really into bats and maybe she's always been into them, but now she's really like developed it. And the same with like, you know, Carolina. I mean, uh, she has like, you know, you name it, that woman has brought it and it has changed and the patterns have changed and the fabric has changed. Um, You know, I mean, it's like you, you just listen, sandwiches are always going to be classic. But there's always room for another sandwich T-shirt, so you have gotta keep it fresh. No, I that's totally, it. I totally agree with you, and it's something that is very difficult sometimes to to be able to do. Um, and then at the same time, I also kind of I'm kind of curious, like what catches your eye? Because like as someone who has someone who create who cur- curates curates an event, especially this big. Um, you know, what, what captures your eye? Like, what are some of the things I'm always I, like, what would be something like, I figure if my listener is like someone who owns a small business and they're trying to capture attention, not even for an atomic, but just like maybe in their area. And they're like, Hey, I want to be able to do this. What are some things that you think are must haves or musts for a small business to be able to kind of showcase what they're doing that would say, Oh, I like, I like what you're doing because obviously you have a certain, there's like a certain, there's only one other person that I know of that has like, uh, I did something recently, Lakeland, the punk rock flea, and he was very similar to you in the sense I want to go to that. Yeah. Because it, it has a very similar taste or feel to it in the sense that they're very curate. You could tell he, who he, he picks who he curates. There's no, there is no selection. He actually curates who you want. And if you want to, then you sign up. But I'm always kind of curious for someone because you also have it set up where there's a mixture of curation. But then there's also the mixture of where placement of where you put people so that they right. kind of like, like, I want to know a little bit about that because I think that's such a, uh, that is a, a talented art of like of place of where oh, people I've get messed placed. it up before. Trust me. Yeah, well, And that's why I'm kind of curious and about I'm like deeply apologize. I mean, first off, you never want to put a knitter next to a knitter. I mean, and I did that and I will never do it to the redheaded stepchild again, ever. Um, so, you know, you learn, it's like getting an ice bath, you know, bath thrown at yeah. you. are like, oh crap, how did I miss that? Um, you know, I try to really pay attention to not having the same thing because there are a lot of similarities um, in genres that are just, that's just the, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, there are trends. Um, so you really have to, first off, I always want my vendors to be happy. So I give them the option of who do you want to be next to? Because it's a long ass day and you're going to need a break. And, you know, it really helps to be next to a partner that has your back. So I always get, try to do that. Um, you know, so those are, there's all these things, health needs. Do you need to be near an exit? You know, there's, you got to think about those things. Um, but as far as like, I try to get the vibe of the vendor. And so if they're new and they don't know anybody, I try to like put them next to somebody that I think is different, but my compliment, like person who's walking as a shopper and they're like, Ooh, that was fabulous. And then they move on to the next table. And they're like, cool. Yeah. This is like the second part of that meal. You know what I mean? It's like, it just kind of has a continuity yeah. of making sense. So that's how I try to do it. Of course there's hiccups and things like that, but um, you know, you, you just got to try to vibe it. <laughs> that makes sense. What about for people like if for people when they apply, what are some things that you're constantly like looking at? Um, and, you know, kind of what are like some must haves like, hey, these are things that I'm looking for um, that kind of catch my eye when it, when someone applies and, and I'm looking at your social 
or looking at certain things? Is there anything in particular that you kind of attribute that kind of captures you? You're like, yeah, this is someone that I think would be fit, would be a good fit for Atomic. Well, um, I mean, I am a rock and roll punk rock new wave girl and, you know, and uh, so I like graphics and I like bright colors and I like edgy stuff and I like things that are a little offensive and, you know, I like swear words and um, I like sex and rock and roll. I like all of that crap, you know? So, but with that, I have grown, uh, I've grown up with the show and um, I have also, I try to like reach into like what I was when I was a little girl and I love really cute things if they're really done well. Um, I love stickers just like everybody else does. I've got a door which is covered in all of my stickers. Um, you know, I mean, and also, you know, like I'm also kind of like a hippie girl. I never thought I was, but I really like being outside and I love nature. And so I try to view things from my friend's point of view who are different than me and who dress differently and who style their homes differently. So I really try to have like, a, you know, I guess you could call me Sybil. I have like a, all these different personalities in me and I try to satisfy them all, you know, but what I do like when somebody applies is um, I like a catchy name. I really like it when they have a website or Instagram or something and follow through, man. I mean, follow through. Don't fill out an application. And if you don't have a website, remember to send some photos in because I've got crap to do and I don't want to email you and, you know, ask you for them. I mean, if you really wanted, like, if you're really serious about growing your business, you have to, you know, you have to do your chores. <laughs> no, that makes total, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. you've been really, really good at like, we have a great sense of like the trends and the happenings, like where atomic features, a lot of the different style trends and merchandise and stuff like that, that usually does make it into like big box stores and stuff like that. What do you attribute to that? Um, of like being able to figure out and then do you, are you seeing any trends that you think we're kind of going into, uh, in the next few years that you think people are, are kind of like, Hey, we're, I see, I see more of this coming, coming in. Cause you pretty much are a good trendsetter. Well, thank you. I do call myself terminally trendy. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, I, um, it's funny, you know, I've seen it all. I remember when steampunk came along and I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I mean, I could just, I could rattle off a ton of things that I've seen in, you know, I mean, my press release this year was like, we determine trends and I'll, I could walk you through Walmart or Target and point out in the card section to clothing, to home decor, you know, what we were doing a few years before. As far as what I see, as far as trends that I think is interesting, is I think that people are kind of trying to get a little earthier. And I don't um, know if that's because of all the discussion about climate. I've seen a huge rise in ceramic arts and people who are getting together to make them because, you know, you need a kiln, you need, you know, you need, you need this equipment. And so yeah. usually it's one person who has it and it's a gathering. So it's got a real nice kind of, you know, communal thing to it. Also plants. I mean, I've all, I, I never had them in the beginning and they've been a part of the show, but I've been finding that. Um, I had an interesting applicant who's not ready for business. They backed out, but they want to come back next year. And it's a composting business. They, they're they're very serious about it and selling their soil. So, you know, I see those type of trends. I'm hoping in the future to see less of um, the resins and plastic, which, I mean, I do love a good resin pour. I've got a lot of, you know, I love it. I really do. But what I'm hoping to see is a little more um, thought as far as how we move forward with um, the materials that we use. Um, and whether that happens, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, it's really hard. And I can't say no to somebody who makes something really cool, you know, who happens to be yeah. making resin. I'm like, okay, cool. That I will say that, that I think one of my favorite things when I have time to actually walk around 
Um, and at least when my, when my wife would come to the events, like she loved it because she knew that when you walk out of atomic, you were walking out with very unique gifts, um, to be able to gift for the holiday or for obviously for herself. Um, and that was one of my favorite things about is my favorite things about your event is the fact that you have like there it's all out there like you're like i've never would have thought of this i've never seen this or me too you know, i'm like which my is God, so cool brilliant yeah eureka yeah <laughs> adrian what do you do when you aren't running atomic because obviously atomic is a, uh during a weekend thing so i know you mentioned vintage are you still do you still sell vintage as I well am, um i will never probably ever give that up because i'm always at a thrift store or a yard sale or something um yeah, I sell vintage. I was just in Denver. I was just shopping at all my old favorite haunts there. I had an empty suitcase just so I could bring all my vintage haul back. Um, I'll start selling vintage again after Atomic. I sell mid-century modern furniture. I fix things. Um, and also after my father died, my husband and I, um, I actually had some money for the first time in my life. So um, we bought a house in uh, Garrettsville, Ohio, which is next to the fourth largest Amish settlement in the world. Wow. Um, so I'm in the middle of nowhere and I spend most of my time uh, in the summer. I've been rehabbing a house for the past two years. Um, so I spent a lot of time looking uh, up U uh, YouTube videos, trying to learn how to fix crap. <laughs> And how once to again, once again, creating, creating, uh, creating something or learning how to create something, which is, yeah. uh, which is impressive. And warfare with, with rodents, but you know, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. The house was infested. Like we Ugh. wouldn't have moved in if we had known what we were moving into. It could be a movie. Of, it could be a Halloween movie. And they were so smart. They are so, they're brilliant little country mice. They really are. Got to hand it to them. That's great. <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. So I, I want to, I'm always kind of curious, where did the idea come from? And it was, it always from the beginning that you started the idea. Cause we had talked about this already a little bit and you know, about how people stand in line, the first hundred people that go to atomic first hundred guests get a swag bag. Um, and it's filled with all different things from all the different vendors. Uh, and at the same time they they come in. So I know it's like adults pay like six bucks, 12 and under go in, come in free. Uh, what made you come up with that idea? And when did you implement it during the 16 years? Has that always been something you've done? Oh yeah. We, the first year, um, my girlfriend who had a store, a boutique in, um, the Rosemary district, she ordered the paper bags for us. And they were massive. I thought I'm horrible with math. I'm horrible with sizes. Um, yeah, you name it. I it's a it's a miracle I can sew. Anyway, um, we had these giant bags, and so we had like brought. They were the Braden Tucky Bombers um, before it was like a huge league, and they were passing them out to like it would be like a two year old who was carrying this bag that was like as big as them which was ridiculous. But I actually learned that in development of Planned Parenthood. It's like, you know, you um, and the Oscars, you, um, you know, you just sweeten the deal. And um, I like to promote myself. And so I was always willing to like, sure, I can put a bag as a golden surprise in something or donate it for a silent auction. And, um, you know, I have to say, and I have to give street cred, total props to Carrie from Cap Fair because it was probably, um, oh boy, I want to say like the third year of the show, maybe the fourth. And um, I've known her since she was sewing clothes and she was a baby. Anyway, she, out of the clear blue, gave 200 brooches for, I mean, I didn't even ask. I didn't even think to ask. I would never even think. I mean, because it was, they're so, you know, yeah. it's so time consuming. Um, she made those bags so special. And then also like some of the people who were screening them for me or doing the artwork, um, housebroken clothing, did a bag. Um, you know, I mean, it just, um, I've been so fortunate with uh, how generous people are with their time because not only are they working for themselves to sell stuff at the show, yeah. but you know, they're making these totes special for, you know, for people who are coming to our show. And, um, 
that helped really grow, I think, Atomic. I really do. I'm so um, happy that it's still going on. I, I did paper bags last year, and I actually had a fan of Atomic stop me. Uh, I don't know if I've ever met her. I don't recall ever meeting her. And she said, hey, just want you to know that I miss the totes. I want the cotton totes. And she's like, I actually use them. And I was like, well, I read this article in the New York Times about how they're filling up landfills and blah, blah. Well, you know what? I actually do believe that our vendors really do use them because I know I use all mine that I get. Yeah. Um. So I thought, well, damn, girl, she took the time to like stop me in the middle of all this crazy chaos and find me and tell me that. She's right. I'm going to do the totes again. Yeah. And I appreciated that because I knew that she was coming back for more. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's great. And it's great to be able to get feedback from from the people around you that are actually, you know, coming and supporting, uh, you know, for the last 16 years. I think Absolutely. that's like super, super important. You do a really good job at marketing the events. Like I like you're on you're on TV. I've seen you on like you've done news segments. You've done a really good job at showcasing other small businesses, um, which is something that I appreciate. That's one of the reasons why I kind of like one of the reasons why I even do this podcast is because I I feel like I have a sense of, of need of being able to actually show love to other small businesses as well. And you do a heck of a job because obviously you want to be able to showcase people and tell the and tell people, hey, look, this is what I have coming. They're coming from all across the, the state to sell, you know, and you do such a good job. What are some of the things that you've been able to to adapt or to do? to get the word out like that, because I mean, you're, I see it in newspapers. I've gotten interviewed by the paper. I mean, there's so many different things that you've, you kind of do and how you put it out there. What are some things that you have found to be successful that has been successful for atomics growth, but also maybe for a small business of like, what, what should be things that they should be looking at that maybe they haven't considered um, trying to do to kind of get the word out for themselves. Um, I still send postcards to uh, business owners when I'm going through local magazines. I send them a personal postcard, of the, you know, this year's postcard and invite them. I mean, I'm not offering for free, but like, yeah. hey, you should come check us. You might find something you can sell at your store. Um, I always send out press releases. I know I should be on TikTok, but I'm just uh, that that ship has sailed along with X slash Twitter. Um and, you know, so I just try to keep it real. I only send out two constant contact emails, you know, save the day. And then pretty much a couple of days before with a preview of you know, swag bag and links to everything and the news um, and things like that. And I send thank yous. I think thank yous, old school thank yous, handwritten, um, very similar to your, I mean, to purchase a t-shirt from you is it can take me right back to like having my pen pal from Edmonton, Canada, when I was a little girl, or all my pen pals from summer camp and the way we would send like special pencils to each other and stuff like that and stickers from, you know, I mean, it's just, there's something about, um, and it doesn't take a lot nope. to do that. I used to blog a lot because I really like to write, um, but I'm not, I'm finding that I'm not doing that as much because people don't read. So I'm trying to curb my, you know, my diarrhea of the mouth because I really type that way too, as you yeah, already I'm know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You know, so it, it's, it's hard. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm probably, I'm going to be a dinosaur at some point. And I did have a vendor last year say to me, well, I thought there'd be younger people there and I could totally dig what he was saying. Um, but you know, we all get our time in the crafty sun and then somebody gets to carry the torch. Yeah. Well, I mean, 16 years. And what's the amazing part about it is out of the 16 years, tell me if I'm wrong. Is it like, is it the last four or five you've not been in, in Sarasota? You've actually lived somewhere I else in denver My yeah i was gonna say to denver in 2018 i remember yeah. that i remember that so yeah it's been yeah. about it's about five six years that you've yeah, kind of lived in now. different i mean okay yeah but we um yeah so we did the show eight 2018 2019 and then the pandemic hit um and honestly it was it was um it was a good thing because that was the last year my father was alive so i spent um i didn't have to manage um, atomic. And I spent so much time with him 
you know, and it was yeah. just a beautiful experience. I, I treasure it. So the pandemic was kind of a weird little, you know, bugger, but, yeah. um, and awful. I'm not being trite. Uh, yeah. It sucked. It sucked for everybody. And I think the repercussions of that are still, like, you know, we're still, are still vibrating still, out. Yep, we're still feeling you it. Know? I agree. I totally agree with that. What advice would you give someone that's looking to start something? Well, having just started really listening to your podcast, and I am a fan because this is the kind of stuff I love to talk about and listen to, um, there seems to be a theme, you know, put up or shut up, get off, get off the pot, just do it. Life's short. You know, nobody's going to buy you a ticket. You got to, you got to, you got to do it. Yeah. And just, just, just keep chiseling away. That's, I think the most important thing. And I also think have fun, you know, like don't freak out about it. It's not rocket science. You're allowed to mess up. I know sometimes mistakes um, can be expensive financially and that can be horribly depressing. I've gone through it. I have, I have really, I've gone through it. I have a new vendor and she was posting on Instagram about a show she had who hasn't sold anything. She's a new vendor. I'm going to show her on the view. I love what she's up to. And I, I sent her an email today and I said, I just want to hug you. I was like, listen, I've been there. I said, don't let it kick you in the ass. You know, just brush it off because the biorhythms of shoppers are a mystery sometimes. But what I do know is if you're going to be a, somebody in a small business who's selling in the craft world, you know, and picking your shows. And I was listening to Kelly as far as like, you know, how he chooses his shows. Yeah. I mean, another thing is time. And let's be straight up. If we live in Florida, we got season and we got the holidays and the holidays exist nationwide. So if you're going to travel somewhere to do a show, you make damn sure it's during a holiday when people are selling frivolously. Do not take that business expense unless you know you're going to kill it. Yeah. Don't take risks. Be smart. Don't, I mean, take risks, but be smart about it and play off, you know, ask other people, you know, who are in the biz or, or ask your friends. And, you know, I just, I think you just gotta, you know what I mean, Peggy? Uh, I totally know what you, I totally know what you mean. That's what you're here for, to live. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of times that that's kind of the thing we get kind of stuck on ourselves that we get lost on our own thoughts or in our own fears. And those are all very difficult things. And those are some of the things that I've kind of, you know, the, I will say for me, and I've realized now, I guess, going through the evolution, because obviously I do work a corporate job and I do this on the side. And even though it's like another full-time job after work, I do it because I, it's like, there's a love for it and there's a passion which allows it to grow. Um, and then sometimes that's not always, that's, I think that's the hardest part. I think where I've noticed from vendors are the ones that either a jump too soon to go and become, do it full time because they love it so much. Then it becomes work and then it becomes even harder. And then the stress is if you're not selling, then all of a sudden it becomes, what the heck do I do? I can't do this. And then, and it becomes, and then it becomes a job. And then you right. lose that, that passion that you had goes away. Uh, and- that's why I try to encourage a lot of my vendors um, who are new and I really like what they're doing, but I'm not sure how it's going to be received to do yeah. a half table because it's a really small business investment. Yeah. And it's not because I'm trying to discourage them from what they're doing. It's just that I don't want them to take that business risk because I know how it was when I was younger and $50 um, is still a lot of money to me. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but I know, I know, you know, I, I'm, I'm frugal and, uh, I mean, I'll spend money, but you know, I mean, it's like, I understand. So like, I, it makes me uncomfortable to see somebody take a risk who I don't know. I don't feel a hundred percent. Like I want them to just kind of start small. Yeah, so I do no. try and guide that. You I, know, I totally, I totally get that. And I totally understand that. Um, where, so tell people, cause obviously tell people where, obviously when atomic is, cause I know originally it's, it's, it's changed, but I have a feeling this is the new permanent time, time frame that it will be. It'll be on, you know, tell I people. might do two shows next year. I oh. might do two shows next year. I have a date reserved at the auditorium in December for the second weekend of December, oh. just one day. 
Okay. So next, yeah, next, uh, listen, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. You know, it's 16. Really, Tommy, Tommy should be 18. I was planning on trying to like maybe exit at 20. Um, but uh, Atomic this year is at Robarts Arena at the Sarasota Fairgrounds. That's um, Saturday, November. Small Business Saturday from noon to 5.30. And then uh, Sunday, Fun Day, which is 11 to 5. And uh, yeah, next year is, I think I'm going to just throw in another day down at the auditorium. But a small show, no street fair. Just um, anyway, got I'm working on it. I love it. I, I love it. I think part of it. I think that trust me, I you know, if I wasn't going away on vacation with my family, I would uh this is the, oh, the pretty much family. Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> that's kind of and if it wasn't to be honest, the hardest part is probably the fact that like I love the idea of a December one because I knew that's what it originally would were how it was. Yeah. And then it went to small business Saturday. And it, and I I and it's just, there's kind of good and bad with when it comes to that. I feel like I sometimes do think what's very interesting, and that's kind of one of the hardest part when I do some of the events is like there's so many people sometimes, or and then like you kind of tell people, which, which I love the way the uh, the way the auditorium is set up because people so kind of do make they do laps like the first lap is like okay let me see what captures my eye and and the good thing about it is the way it's set up and the way all the tables are all set up and it's like literally i mean an entire auditorium oh you know, the last year is a disaster i mean i'll be straight up that you know first off my floor plan and then the manager's floor plan he actually had an extra set of tables so while you guys were all coming in I was madly trying to tear the tables down and I couldn't find him anywhere. And everybody he had that worked for him either had COVID or the flu. Wow. So, you know, bless his heart. He was like, he was under, under it. And so I wasn't about to yell at him for anything because yeah. it was my mistake that I sent him that. And, you know, but this year there's actually going to be a little bit of space for vendors to move in and out. So, yeah, but I mean, that was, that was my first run there and it was a learning experience. Um, yes. Must have music loud yep. because we are rockers and we like loud music. So that was really kind of a bummer, but um, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm sharing all these awful secrets about no. atomic that happened last year. But anyway. you know, but I mean, you, but the thing is this, you've learned from those. It's kind of the evolution of what you've done. It's almost like exactly what a teenager does. A teenager makes know, you mistakes. You so nice to me. I mean, well, really, yeah, because I mean, we, honestly, I mean, you just roll with it. But you kind of have to, I mean, you kind of have to, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you kind of, I mean, the, listen, I got to the fact that I got to come in earlier. Um, I get to drive in earlier and then be able to set up the day like a, a few hours before. That That's was huge helpful. for me. That yeah. was huge for me to be able to do. And I love the fact that you do listen to our, you know, listen to what we say. Cause I know there was like one of the days I think it was like a little bit longer and you kind of like, Hey, maybe we'll shorten it a little oh, bit. It was horrible. Because it got to a point where, like, there is there is always a lull in a, on a at, at an event. There's always a, that weird lull towards the end, where it just kind of like almost like just like stops and it just like drips. yeah, and it you're like, what drips. is going on here? So yeah. I so I totally get it, but I I absolutely love you know, and and it's amazing because like even though you and I we inter we interact because obviously through social, but interact when we've seen each other through the years, but I absolutely love like what you've created, the community that you've built of Atomic. Um, and that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to, like when we talked last year, I was like, I want to have you on because I want people to know about it. Um, I think if anything, they could be inspired by it. Um, even Thank if you, they're, you know, when it comes to it, because yeah. of the fact of like the different vendors and different things that you do. Um, so to me, I, you know, I, I love it. I'm so, I'm super proud and super excited. The fact that you actually listen, you listen to my episode. I saw you shared, um, dark cycle. Cause that, that's obviously how I've met a lot of these folks as well. You've been like keeping I've, me company every yeah. night. Well, that's, that's good. what I listen that's to. Good. I listen to it in bed with my eyes closed. I love I'm listening it. to it a little bit when I'm working, but I like it better at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited to share your podcast with everyone because I think there's a lot of us out there. And hey, my God, I'm so impressed. Like I listened to your intro and like just the thought of, you know, you were talking about it. And then when I saw like this vast library, I was like, damn, he slayed it. I mean, it, seriously, I'm proud of you. Thank you very that's, much. It's That's it's, a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And that's one of those where like sometimes people ask me like, well, wait a second, <laughs> don't you run a business? Like what, what do you do spending time doing on a podcast? And 
I, to be honest, the reason I do it is because I love, I love being able to share different businesses. It's kind of the same idea, like you, how you find people that do different things. I love being able to share their stories. I think everyone's got an amazing origin story and I love the people that intrigue me. I, I want to talk to them. I want people to know about them. And if I can get one other person to like be a new, get, get them a new follower, or get them a, someone that's going to go shop for them or tell, Hey, I heard about this person. You should go right. check them out. Like that's that I'm doing something. I'm trying to, I, I just feel, wanna, the, I feel right? the same way. I can sell the hell out, out off of, you know, any, I can atomic, I can sell it yeah. myself. When I used to work in like clothing sales in high school, oh my God, I was horrible. I'd be like, you know, this is really poorly made. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that is, that is great. So no, I, I absolutely, I definitely will be there in 2024. I definitely make my episodes evergreen, but I definitely wanted to make sure that people that listen to this, if they're in, if, you know, if they're in the Sarasota area visiting family or live there or want to take a little trip during a, you know, small business Saturday and all of that, definitely go come out the 25th and the 26th of November. Um, yeah. Definitely go check them out. Follow Atomic. You'll see all the, in the show notes and everything like that. Um, thank you so much, Adrian. That, that is our oh, show. I love, for- you. I love you. I love you. And you're going to be missed this year. And I know people are going to ask me where you are because when you know, fan favorites aren't there, fan, you know, shoppers yeah. find me and they're like, where's so-and-so. Yeah. So, um, no, I definitely, I definitely appreciate it. They can always obviously shop online, but I, I definitely, uh, yeah, no, I, I love, there is a high when you get to do that interaction and be able to do those things. And, uh, you know, and I definitely, uh, I will definitely miss it. Trust me. I, uh, I definitely will miss oh, it. You just have fun with your family. Ooh. I think it's great. Well, I appreciate and, uh, that. We'll see you next year. Right. Babe? For sure. No, for sure. That's our All show right. for today. Thank you so much to Adrian Lucas of atomic holiday bazaar. Definitely. You'll see all the show notes. Definitely check them out. I think even if you just follow and see some of the different vendors that are there, it'll be a great thing for you to be able to kind of interact and meet different vendors and see different people that are creating different things. Um, if you want to support, if you want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads. If you like, you like the episode, share it tell your friends about it. Um, definitely check out. That's one of the reasons why I make them evergreen is I want people to be able to listen to them at any time from the beginning um, all the way to now. There's so many different amazing businesses and brands that I've dealt with um, and gotten to interact with. Definitely give them a, give them a follow. Um, thank you until next time. Keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone.